Hey, you found me. Thanks for making the move from Grace Talks to Little Things. I am so glad you're here. And if by chance you stumbled upon this today and this is your first time listening to Little Things, I'm Amber and I can't wait for you to hear how little things in our life looked at just a little differently than maybe we have in the past can really change our perspective in our walk with God. Can you do me a favor? If you enjoy this podcast, would you consider leaving a review and rating it? It's super easy to do. I know on the app that I listen to, you just scroll to the bottom after you've listened to the podcast and there's a little rate and review link. And you press on that and it'll take you to a new page where you can push one to five stars and then leave a comment about what you enjoyed um, or what really moved you. And if by chance, something that I said maybe didn't seem quite right, or maybe there was something that you have a suggestion for how we can make this better, well, we welcome that feedback too. All you have to do is go to timeofgrace.org slash contact and fill out the form. And the good people at Time of Grace will make sure that I get that feedback. Again, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you listening. God bless you. Hello and welcome to Little Things with Amber Ellie Swenson. Today's episode is called Becoming a Human Being. (laughs) But first, let me tell you a little bit about me. I have been writing and teaching Bible studies for the past 15 years. I've worked with women, youth, Sunday school. I've been blogging for Time of Grace since 2017. I've written two books for them. Really what you need to know is that I love the Lord and I love the Word of God. And I find that the deeper I go into the Word of God, the more astounded I am that He loves us and that He notices us and that He cares so deeply about our lives. And my role is really to get people into the Word and to show them how awesome it is and to really get them to a place that they want to know and love God more. That's kind of my mission in life in a nutshell. We're going to talk today about being versus doing. And at the end of this podcast, I hope that I've given you good reason to change your priorities. So let's get started. First of all, I want to mention that about 18 months ago, I was with a mentor and friend of mine at a women's conference, and um, we spent a lot of time together listening to the Bible and praying together and listening to speakers. And um, during one of our meals together, my friend had listened to my frantic pace and all the things that I was doing, and she said to me very honestly, Amber, I think you need to learn to become a human being, not a human doing. And I have to admit to you that at the time, I didn't exactly know what she meant. I knew what she was saying, but I didn't know how to get there. <laughs> okay, when you're a mom and you have kids and you know you do this, 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 and this, it's sometimes hard to realize you don't have to do all those things. A lot of the things that we put in our lives, let's face it, they're choices. And we put these choices on ourselves. 
And um, so we don't have to fill our schedule so full. You are not a bad mom. If you tell your child playing that sport this season is not going to be a good choice for our family. Or if you cut out some activities. Sometimes you look at your schedule and you see that your priorities are out of whack and you can say no. We're not going to do that as a family. We need a lot of downtime this this um, weekend. We need to get some cleaning done. We have other things that we need to do. And we're going to spend some time in the Word together. So I want to direct you to Luke chapter 10. And of course, it's the super familiar um, part of Scripture about Mary and Martha. But as I've studied it recently, I've seen some things that I maybe never noticed before. So I'm just going to read that to you. It says... As they were traveling along, Jesus went into a village. A woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary. Mary sat at the Lord's feet and listened to him talk. But Martha was upset about all the work she had to do. So she asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work myself? Tell her to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you worry and fuss about a lot of things. There's only one thing you need. Mary has made the right choice, and that one thing will not be taken from her. What I've noticed lately that I maybe never, ever, ever have noticed before is that it's not saying that God doesn't want our service, and of course, I I always knew that. That was fine. I knew that. But God doesn't want our service at the expense of our relationship with Him. And what I've noticed is that we women in the church really struggle with this. If I ask 50 women to help with something that I'm putting on at church, so I need kitchen help and I need decorating help and I need whatever, I might get 10 right away to come to me. And if I were to call another five, I could probably get them to come. If I was to advertise (laughs) a women's Bible study that was going to meet once a week, For a month, I might get five, maybe six of those same 50 to come. And I'm not saying the only way that you can get into the word is through Bible study. But I do think that Jesus hit on something here. I think women are very eager to serve. And I think we break our backs to do that well. (laughs) But I think the reason this is in the Bible is because so often we do it at the expense of our relationship with God. We don't prioritize our time with God because there's so much to do. How can I possibly sit and read my Bible or sit and pray? There is laundry. There are dishes to do. The floors need to be scrubbed. The windows need to be washed. Kids need to be brought places. We have to make supper, blah, 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 blah. I mean, just fill in the list because we all have these huge lists. But Jesus was saying to Martha and to us, please stop. Please give me some time. And you know what I've noticed? I've noticed that relationships go really well when you put time into them and they don't go so well when you don't. Maybe you've noticed that too. In fact, I just had this huge project that I worked on for two months and it it was absolutely all consuming. It, it ended up being a much bigger project than I anticipated. 
And during that time, there was a lot of life events going on in my life and other people's lives as well. And multiple times I had the chance to meet a friend for coffee or tea or lunch or, or something. They reached out and said, hey, do you want to get together and, and chat and blah, blah, blah. And I had to say, no, I can't. I am absolutely dying under the weight of this deadline right now. And as soon as I got the deadline accomplished and I got my project accomplished, I should say, and met the deadline, I had to start reaching out. And let me tell you, when I get together with a friend, two hours can pass in a breath. I mean, we just start chatting and getting together and talking about all the things in our life and and pouring our hearts out to one another. And it's like two hours is nothing. And Jesus is saying to Martha, and God is saying to us, a prayer here and there isn't really what I want. I want to sit down with you. I want to hear your heart, and I want you to hear mine. And I want to have that lunch where we just sit and really pour into each other. And I, I don't want you to spend all your time serving with this worried and upset fussing attitude. I would so much rather you let me fill you up. And then when you serve, you're going to be serving with the fruits of the Spirit. And it's going to be a totally different looking thing. And I think that's an important thing for all of us to remember because I think it's all too easy for us to slip into the service with frenzied pace and um, and then we get into the grumbling and the complaining or the um, not so eager attitude. You know, we can even find our our spouse or our children to be chores instead of the blessings that they are. And I certainly don't want that to be the case with me. I want my children to be my pleasure, my di- delight, and I want my spouse to be you know the love of my life and my joy. And so um, I think that the key is to get into the word and have that relationship with God. And then that will outpour into our service and it'll make our service so much different looking. I want to direct you to just briefly to Mark chapter one, because as I was looking at this, um, I came across this account and I think this says a lot too. So Mark chapter one um, is the account of Jesus curing Peter's mother-in-law. And then we're told, starting at verse 32, in the evening when the sun had set, people brought to him everyone who was sick and those possessed by demons. The whole city had gathered at his door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases and forced many demons out of people. However, he would not allow the demons to speak. After all, they knew who he was. And then we read in verse 35, in the morning, long before sunrise, Jesus went to a place where he could be alone to pray. Jesus was as busy as any of us will get. The whole town was at his doorsteps. People wanted things from him. He could preach, he could teach, he could heal. And what was he doing? He sought time with his father in prayer. He made sure that he was in tune with his father. And, you know, as we study scripture, we see that Jesus did a magnificent job. And he was such a good example for us in being in tune with his father's will 
And that happens when we're in the word and in prayer. Jesus didn't do anything that his father didn't will. And if we want to be living according to God's will, and if we want to produce the most abundant fruit that we can for God, that's going to happen with that relationship. When we take time to be in prayer and not just those little text message prayers. You know, text messages are great for keeping up with our friends in between those lunches or those coffee dates and those times that we can really get together and pour out our souls to one another. But if we're going to stay good friends with someone, a text message doesn't really do it. The same is true with God. We want to get to the point that we really make our relationship with him a priority. And there are so many ways to do that. And women, I just want to encourage you, if you are not in a women's Bible study, they are such a neat way to get to, get to know other people, know other women in your congregation, and they become like this mini little support group. And let me just mention that sometimes, um, like anything, anything can become stale after a while, whether it's an in-home Bible study or a Sunday morning Bible study or a Sunday school class, whatever it is, it it can become stale. And you start saying, oh, it's the same people. It's the same thing. It's, you know, whatever. I get that. So let me just put a little thought in your idea that uh, a thought in your head that maybe, maybe an idea is to do just little bursts of study. Um, I did a, a Bible study over the summer last year and We met five times throughout the summer. So, you know, I think we met twice in June, twice in July, once in August. And we did a little Bible study, and then we did a walk, and um, it was just a really neat thing. And people came who have never been to my Bible studies. So different people came than usual because it was five meeting times, and it was a different time than we usually meet during the school year. So I think we met like on a Wednesday night or something. And um, it was just a neat time with different people. And I got to know different women in the congregation. It was really, really a great experience. And so, you know, sometimes it's good to mix it up a little bit. Mix up who leads the Bible study. If you've been leading for a long time, I get that. It's good to get fresh blood in there. And um, do a different... Um, topic maybe than you've done before, do a short book of the Bible or um, find a great little uh, Bible study that you can use that's maybe pertinent to what you're going through at the time and just get some women together. And I think that is such an amazing opportunity to get to know other women and and enlarge your support circle. I'm going to give us a couple quotes to think about. The first one is um, from the group Pondering of an elect exile. And it says this, we must make sure that our serving and doing flow from our time at his feet rather than crowding it out. And again, that comes back to the attitude with which we are serving. If we are um, not spending time with God, a lot of times that attitude becomes one of grumbling and complaining instead of serving joyfully and um, with the joy of the Lord in our heart. And so it's a good reminder that we don't want to, you know, push God out of our relationship, thinking somehow that he's honored with our service when we're not spending any time with him. That defeats the purpose. I don't think our husbands um, prefer us to work 
super hard and keep the house super clean and have the most amazing meals and decorations in the house at the expense of spending time with them. I've always found that my relationship with my husband goes so much better when I make the time to spend time with him. And then he really doesn't care about the decorating in the house or if the house is super clean or or anything else because we're just enjoying each other's company. Same is true with Jesus. Um, The next quote is from Betty Predmore and it says, The well-balanced woman is wise enough to know she cannot serve others without making time to sit at the feet of Jesus. She is aware that his word is the fuel that her spirit needs to serve those around her. I think when when our relationship with God is the fuel, that's that's when, like I said, we serve well. And we want that to be the motivator. And I also find that when I'm in God's word consistently and um, so often my time in the word ends up being um, also prayer time because as I'm studying the word, it, it brings to mind things that I want to pray about and I'm praying the word and praying for this to be so in my life and help me to do this. And you know, different service opportunities come forward than what I otherwise would probably be doing. And so I think that in and of itself is a valuable thing. If God's word and our relationship with God fuels us, we're going to be caring about different things. And I'm just going to put out there right now, and I know this might not be very popular, but maybe it is okay to let some of the things that we are doing go. (laughs) You know, I found so often, um, I, I think especially in the church and at Christian day schools, we can get caught up in so many things and you end up, you know, being the concession person and running the music for pep fests and being the cheerleading coach or the soccer coach or whatever. And it's okay if some of those things don't happen. It's going to be okay if there's not a concession stand. If it means that we're spending time in the Word instead of running the concession stand, I think we've won. And in my own life, I know that, you know, five years ago, I used to scrapbook a lot. I would take, it's almost embarrassing to mention this, but I would take a month of my year and I would catch up on all my kids, their scrapbook. I'd get it up to date and I would spend like a whole month, usually the end of February through March or March into April or something, you know, right around spring break time. And I would, you know, take all my scrapbooking supplies out, put it all over my living room and I would work and it would take about a month, but I would catch up, get all the kids caught up for the year And then I'd be done. And, you know, even as I was doing it, I kind of say, man, think of what I could do with a month's time if I was doing something else, you know, writing a book or whatever. But I wanted to do that for my kids and I sort of enjoyed it. So I kept doing it. Um, And then over the past couple of years, like three years ago or so, I started doing, you know, Shutterfly books where I could spend four or five hours (laughs) And do a month's worth of work, which is crazy. And push the button and they send me a book and I'm done. And, um, you know, all that time that I spend scrapbooking, and I'm not saying that it's terrible and I'm not saying that it's wrong. And yes, I have my children's whole life chronicled. And so maybe someday they're going to care. I'm not entirely sure if they're going to like the back of the truck that they get when they get married with their 30 scrapbooks, but maybe someday it will mean something to them. 
But, you know, I'm just saying that it finally occurred to me that that was not the best use of my time. And that I had to find a way to do it um, without spending a month of time and even cheaper and whatever to just get it done. So I think it's okay to look at our schedules and look at our life and see how we're spending our time and maybe even say, you know, I need to spend time with the Lord and I need to make his word a bigger priority. So if A, B, and C doesn't happen, that's okay. That's okay. So I know for women, that's a really hard thing to do, but I do see that we get caught up in a lot of things that maybe may not have so much kingdom benefit. (laughs) And that's good for us to examine. Um, I want to put a plug in for family devotions. I think that it's really important if we haven't prioritized family devotions, now is the time to start, like right now. And there's no wrong way to do it. I don't care if you get a devotion book and you do that. Um, My family did that for a time when our kids were super small, but then we've gone to the Bible and we just read a chapter of the Bible a night and I have found that to be so beneficial. And you know, let's face it, even if your kids go to Christian day school and they've been in Sunday school every single week, there's a lot of the Bible that we do not teach. And it's only when you go through and read an entire book of the Bible that you hear all those things that that they don't teach you in Sunday school. So, you know, we did the Old Testament books of First and Second Samuel, and there is so much there that you won't get otherwise. So I just find that to be um, such a good family time. And I have to say that more often than not, so we read the Bible, we read a chapter of the Bible, and sometimes if it's super short, short chapter, we'll read two. Um, but almost always, after we get done reading the Bible, conversation will start. And we might talk for 5, 10, 15 minutes before we get down to prayer time. And that time as a family is so valuable. And if you haven't prioritized that yet, today's the day to start. My kids are teenagers now. We've been doing this since they were tiny. Um, It doesn't matter when you start it, just start it. And, you know, with, with in my family, I know when I brought it to my husband, way back when. I think our firstborn was two and we maybe had a baby. And I said, you know, I really want to establish these um, devotion times at night. And my husband was like, Amber, if you want to do this, do it. Like, I have no idea what you do with a (laughs) two-year-old, but go for it. So I think a lot of times, um, maybe the husband doesn't come up with the idea but he's open to it. And if he is, go for it. Take advantage of that. Make it happen. Make that a priority in your family. Because um, as I was saying, it just is a really sweet, sweet time as a family. Um, The third quote is from Augustine of Hippo. And it says, what Martha was doing, that we are now. What Mary was doing, that we hope for. Let us do the first well, that we may have the second fully. Again, I am not saying don't serve. I love to serve at church. I really do. And I love to serve with my fellow Christians. It's just really important, as my friend and mentor said, that we don't let the doing overtake the being. We want to be a human being. And part of that, a big part of us as Christian women, is being in the Word and spending time with 
the Lord in prayer. We don't want to just pray to him when we need something. Um, None of us really like that. If our kids only come to us when they want something, of course we want them to come to us when, when they want something. But we also love to hear how their day was. And we want to hear when they have had, you know, a great day and a great experience. We want to hear about a bad experience, whether they want anything from us or not, just to talk. God wants the same thing from us. He wants relationship. And um, this is just a little reminder to make that relationship a priority. This has been Little Things, because in God's kingdom, the little things are the big things. Please remember to pray for time of grace and pray that these messages touch people and reach them and um, that God uses them to change hearts. And then also, if you get the chance and if God puts it in your heart to do so, don't forget to send a financial contribution to Time of Grace so that we can share this message and others like it with many more people.